This is the Mix Zone by Infront Lab. We chat with sports and innovation leaders from around the globe, talking about everything from the newest technologies to major trends affecting our industry. For those who are joining us for the first time, we're Infront Lab, the innovation branch of Infront Sports and Media. We use technology to improve experiences and create new opportunities in sports and help sports and entertainment organizations by bringing them closer to cutting edge technologies and startups. We cover all sports related industries, from data to content and everything in between. I'm Rob Severe, head of marketing at Infront Lab and host of this podcast. Artificial intelligence has changed the way we work across all industries. It automated our workflows, allowed us to concentrate on those less tedious tasks we all prefer to do anyways, and overall improved our day to day. Can any of us really remember what it was like before? And would we ever go back to that? Probably not. We use technologies such as Bria, which is our guest today, to not just simplify our jobs, but to enjoy the time we get back to think more creatively and try new things. Bria's API automates the creation of video and images, allowing you to create high quality visual content at scale. Joining us is Bria's VP of Sales, Asaf Cohen. Asaf, welcome to the Mix Zone. Thank you very much, Mirav. Great to be here. Well, it's a pleasure having you on. And before we get into Bria and talk about what it is that you do and regenerative images, share a bit about yourself. Um, okay. I'm Asaf, um, Israeli, based in Tel Aviv, uh, married and a father of uh, two uh, boys. Um, I'm in the, the, the last uh, kind of 20 years I've been in tech, um, starting in the development and uh, software development side of things um, crossing the lines to biz dev and sales about uh, 15 years ago. Um, I'm also a sports fan. Um, I love football. I row, academic rowing and uh, cycle. That's not something you hear a lot of in Israel, academic rowing. How did you get yeah, into that? <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a long and short story. I used to live nine years in London um, and there as you know, go. in the UK, Academic rowing is a big thing, um, but uh, funnily enough, I didn't row when I was there. I was too far from the river, and uh, <laughs> when I got back to uh, to Israel, now in Tel Aviv, I live right next to the Yarkon River, which is not as you know impressive at the Thames, but uh, I've got a rowing club just next to where I live, so um, started, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, well, it's good to know that there are some people in the country who are into rowing because it's not something that you usually hear of. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually as a competitive sport. Israel is quite strong in Paralympic rowing. We have very strong Paralympic rowers. Well, Asaf, now that we uh, now that we know how you got into rowing, how did you get into Bria? How did you start working with the company? Um, I've been fascinated about um, AI in general. Um, and photography uh, for the last well ever since I, I, I ever since I started uh, uh, working professionally um, previously before Bria I used to work in companies that used AI for prediction and recommendation purposes um, mainly for marketing and gaming uh, sectors and um, when I initially met Yair, the founder of uh, Bria, and saw uh, what these guys were up to, 
um, it felt really, really natural to combine my kind of two passions and uh, AI on one hand and visuals and photography and design on the other hand. Um, and, and yeah, um, that was about a year ago. And um, ever since then, I'm there. So tell us a little bit about Brie as a company. We'll get into the technology and specifically how it works. But what is the company like? How many team members do you have? What's the company culture? Uh, so Brie is an Israeli company. Um, we have uh, our headquarters in Tel Aviv. Um, we also have people in the US and in Europe, um, a smaller team. And um, we're about three years old. Um, we focus, so the, the technology that we use is generative AI, which is a fairly new stream in, uh, in AI. Um, we can dive into the, the technology in a bit. I'll just say that in the probably last six months or so, it has become a really fascinating ecosystem because um, we have companies like Google, OpenAI, um, and Stable AI who are releasing models to uh, the mainstream, basically. Um, so you can see usages of this amazing technology in the mainstream media, you know, on TV, um, in mainstream advertising, and so on. So, how would you define generative AI? It's hard. It's hard word to say uh, for those who may not know what it is. Yeah. So, so the AI that most of us know as kind of let's call it old school AI. It's funny to call it this way, but let, let's just for the sake of argument, is a discriminative tool. So basically, it uses massive amounts of data uh, to detect, recognize, segment, predict, recommend, um, and, and so on. So, you know, if you think of traditional AI, you think of ways, right? Um, if you think of a little bit more kind of new modern AI, you can think of autonomous cars, right? And the sensors that they have to, to, to recommend the car what to do next. Generative AI is a new breed of AI. Um, it is different. What it does is it generates new data, right? It learns the world through um, you know, millions and millions of, uh, in our case, visual data, images and videos. Um, and it learns the underlying pattern related to that data that it sees. So that then it can generate similar data. So it can generate, in our case, images, videos um, other generative AI uses this type of technology to generate text, right? To help you write your email or your um, kind Something of- I mean, a lot of marketers article. probably do now that you have a website that you can go in, put in the topic and it spits out an article for you that's almost ready to go. Correct. So, so that's generative AI in a nutshell. Now you're doing this with uh, visuals, images, and videos. So can you explain what it is that you do? How does the technology work? Yeah, so Bria basically enables communicators. Communicators is anyone who uses um, images and videos for commercial purposes, right? To convey a commercial message. Um, we enable them to be creative. Uh, we kind of remove certain uh, um, thresholds and barriers um, and allow marketeers, for example, to generate their own visual content um, without the need to uh, go to a designer or have very specific uh, uh, skill sets, uh, et cetera. It's a very simple way to use generative AI. 
It's a very simple way to use it, but how does the technology work in the background and how do you visualize it? Obviously in podcast, our vis our listeners can't see what we're talking about. So how, how do you explain that to someone who can't necessarily see what it is that you're referring to at the moment? Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit like uh, commentating a, a football game, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Um, you got to give it all the little details. So what we do, we, we have, um, two, main ways to kind of uh, um, interact with our end users. The first one is through an API. So our customers there are platforms like image banks, dams, digital asset management platforms, um, video and template creative DIY platforms, um, and uh, um, even agencies, ad agencies, uh, uh, et cetera. So they use the API to embed it in their systems um, and using this API, you could customize images um, you could change things like the people in the image, right? You could basically transform uh, people that are um, in the original image to um, other people generated by AI, images of people generated by AI. You can change um, sentiment and expressions, right? Uh, make people um, in the images happier or surprised, etc. You could remove elements uh, from the image. So, for example, if you want to make more room for text or logos, you could remove elements in the image. You could change backgrounds. You could even add motion to a still image with uh, with Bria. And um, so this is this is one way. And the, another way is our web app, which allows you to basically direct directly upload an image or search for an image um, and engage with uh, with that image, basically customizing. So if we're talking about traditional marketing or marketing nowadays, it allows marketers to localize the way the people in the images look in, in a sense, yeah. if you're targeting that, a certain market. That, that's indeed one of the usages, right? So if, imagine, you know, we're working with brands, right? So imagine a large brand, they have loads uh, amount of production costs by the, the need to, you know, localize their um production basically to the to the uh, to each and every market that they operate in so if you have you know one shoe that you want to promote globally you need to uh you need models in different places to to wear that uh, shoe so with bria you could basically take a single image and create a full campaign out of it by changing the backgrounds changing the models in uh, the image etc uh, etc et so this is indeed one of the kind of popular usages of this technology, but it's only one of them, right? You could think about it as a real barrier remover from, of creativity, right? I'm uh, a marketeer. I want to, you know, write um, a blog post or, you know, a LinkedIn post um, about something that happened yesterday. Um, let's say about the uh, transformation of the monarchy in, in the UK at the minute. And and I, you know, I, I'll need to use some visuals to convey the the message. With Bria and with generative AI in general, you can create images. You can create these uh, uh, visuals. So while you probably won't be creating a visual of someone famous, you can depict, um, you know, the sentiment of the nation, for example, or or um, you know, a, a place. Right? You can create an image of London and change the colors of the, 
damage and and so on and so forth. Yeah, you can do that. And we're talking here about marketing at large. Now, how do you see Bria and the creation of these videos and images fitting in in the sports world? Absolutely. So we look at sports teams and leagues as brands, right? They're huge brands. Um, so if you put aside the uh, the sports events themselves, um, in order to, for the brand to generate uh, good engagement with their fans, uh, they need to constantly push content uh, to them. And that content can be kind of, you know, fun and entertainment, like quizzes and uh, uh, questionnaires, but it can also be um, for marketing purposes, right? It's to sell a new kit um, or, or for merchandise. Um, when you think about large teams and large leagues, their uh, audience is global. But at the moment, the vast majority of their visual content is very, very local, right? So they'll still getting take, adjusted um, to this globalized world in a sense. Absolutely. So with Bria, you can create, you can take, you know, the last campaign that you shot for the new jersey or the new kit uh, of, the, of the team and make it really global, right? Generate a vast amount of uh, images with different models, again, AI generated, very, very realistic and uh, different backgrounds. Um, you could, you know, put the, um, the image that you just saw shot in the stadium or, you know, somewhere else. And um, yeah, it can also, you can also depict audiences and fans and, you know, people, I could generate an image, for example, of, you know, the Emirates Stadium uh, full of female fans, or, you know, it could, you could play with the age, you could do a lot of things to kind of uh, interact with your target audience. And talking, speaking of the audience, a lot of uh, teams, leagues, and sports brands as a whole are also now trying to get their audiences more involved and their fans more involved. Is there a way to get also fans involved with using technology such as Bria's? Yeah, sure. So again, generative AI as a, as a tool is a really fun tool. Uh, maybe some of the, our, our listeners have uh, played a bit with some of the tools that are out there like DALI or Midjourney. Um, these are basically tools where you could prompt um, a sentence and create um, a visual. Um, so at Bria, we do this as well. And uh, we have an API that basically you could use to put in your kind of fan base, uh, uh, in your fan zone, in a website or on your social media um, uh, competition to, you know, let's create the next, um, I don't know, emblem of the team or kind of mascot, mascot mm -hmm. of the team, or let's see who creates the best image of our mascot in a, the quirkiest place. Um, so all, all of these types of engagement, um, which are really, really fun, um, are, uh, you know, part of what generative AI could do. What we do as a company at the moment, we, um, uh, we have a, uh, this co-op with uh, one of the local hospitals here in uh, in tel aviv and uh, one of the children's wards there is using bria for competitions to, to basically kind of uh, uh, entertain them and you know uh, make them a little bit happier so you're talking here obviously the hospitals and children so it's something that's very easy to use if you're a team that now decides that they want to create this competition uh, amongst their fans is it also easy to embed into their website and to bring this competition to life spoke about the api which is fairly easy to implement but we also have what we call an iframe which is basically a version of the bria web app that you could embed as is 
um, in your website. Very, very easy to use. You only need to basically implement a button that opens um, a Bria in your website and it can be branded uh, as you see fit. And can open up also a lot of possibilities. But you, Asaf, as we're talking about opening up these possibilities and creating images, there's also been a lot of discussion in recent years about the creation of images and what's real and what's fake. And for some who are still questioning this world of AI and altering images, you also practice responsibility at Bria and you take that very seriously. How do you view this responsibility on your end? Uh, yeah, so you're right. It is a very important topic when you speak about computers that generate, you know, new images or, or, or new visuals that weren't there before. There are areas that that that, that can be, if not managed, can be um, harmful. Um, and what we do at Bria um, is first and foremost, we're probably the youngest company. Um, that has a, a, a responsible AI advocate. Uh, so we have um, an employee in the company. She's a PhD in uh, philosophy and ethical AI from Berkeley. And um, she's basically part of the management team uh, and, and she's part of everything that we do. Um, we do uh, kind of proactive reviews of our uh, technology uh, from an ethical kind of perspective. Um, it's, it's a real holistic approach whereby all the teams in the company are involved in this from the R&D through product marketing and even sales. So when we you know, generate a, a new contract with a new client, um, ethical AI is part of the, the contract. Um, and we put some guardrails in the technology that don't allow it to uh, basically or don't allow the users and to use it in a harmful manner. Um, so for example, first and foremost, we're selling to companies, not to consumers. So we're only licensing the um, technology to uh, you know, companies that we trust. Um, but, but, but we also do things like uh, we don't allow putting real people's faces on you know, on other people's uh, faces. We only generate new things, right? So, so, and um, with Bria, you can't. For it's not another version of Photoshop. You can't take your own face and put it on somebody else's body. For Correct. Example. You can only generate someone who doesn't exist and put it on, you know, uh, an image. Um, we we don't do talking faces. So there's, you know, there's other companies, um, and there's a. A stream of AI that does uh, this that allows using um, real people and basically kind of uh, um, uh, putting them in a, in a new video, for example, speaking different languages. We, we don't do that. Um, and um, yeah, all, all in all, we're basically very, very mindful about the, uh, the usage of our uh, technology, who's using it, and, uh, and which manners are using it in. What's the line that you believe should not be crossed? And specifically for talking about the sports world, because obviously this is the world that you don't want to be altering images and in creating new images. If a goal is scored in a game, you don't want to create a new image. You want it to be true to what happens. Where do you see that line that should not be crossed? Um, it's a great question, and it's a it's a philosophical question. I would say I think in the in the underlying. Uh, basically, uh, um, the underlying element in any new technology is trust. Society has to trust uh, 
that new technology for it to succeed. This is how I see it. If you think about the Lumiere brothers introducing the new cinematography or the new kind of moving image a um, uh, uh, hundred and something years ago, and they've presented a, a short film of a train running towards the audience. And, you know, there are, I don't know if it's an urban legend, but, but there, there is a saying that people were running away from the, from the theater. Um, and, and now, obviously, everyone knows that when they're going to a theater or they, when they, you know, watch TV or their small screens, uh, that's not really here, right? They trust the technology. Um, so with every new technology, there has to be trust. I think that there has to be um, certain guidelines that all companies that are in this space uh, follow. Um, but before I get to these guidelines, by the way, I'll, I should say that we're, as part of our responsible AI efforts, we're part of two bodies, not non-for-profit bodies, um, that are responsible for advocating um, responsible AI to policymakers, right, in, in governments, uh, etc. So we're involved also in the development of the regulation in this area. One of them is focused on the Europe and uh, on Europe, and the other one in uh, North America. Um, so those guidelines should, I think, again, first and foremost, be that um, we don't alter um, reality or, or, or pretend that something which is which is not real is real, right? So um, changing a real event, you know, putting people's faces on other people's bodies and stuff like that, I think that shouldn't be uh, allowed. Um, whereas conveying a message through image um, by, you know, creating a new uh, image or basically, you know, changing an ad to something else. And this is uh, where, where this technology should live in basically mainly. So if we're talking about technologies and looking ahead, what's next for Bria? Um, so Bria is, our vision is to become this one-stop shop for communicators, right? So um, we're, we're currently working um, in uh, the space of mainly customizing existing images, um, sometimes turning them into videos. We're now entering the video space as well, so the ability to basically customize colors, branding, backgrounds, etc. in uh, videos. Um, and um, going, the next thing is to uh, enable users to generate uh, stuff from scratch or from text. So you'll be able to, for example, again, depict um, a father and a son going to a football match on a, on a Sunday morning. Even if this image doesn't exist in your uh, library, you can create it uh, now. And those are images of non-real people, uh, but they are uh, very much kind of, you know, engaging and, 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 uh, and beautiful. So uh, generative from text to images and video is the next thing for us. And in terms of gener generative AI as a whole, and for continuing to talk not only about um, the ethical side of it, but the tech side of it, how do you see the future of this industry? I think it's going to take over the world. It, it is uh, a beginning of a revolution um, that, that we're in. Um, and for example, what it'll do is it'll uh, save loads of money and effort in uh, production, right? We will see more and more visual production turning from light-based images to AI-based uh, imagery and, and video. And um, it would obviously also um, 
have an impact in, in carbon footprint, for example. Um, the production, ad production, marketing production industry um, is going towards that, that route. They know that uh, they have a, quite a large contribution to um, carbon footprint in the world and they, are, uh, they all have aims to reduce it. And that's definitely one of the tools that would allow them to, uh, to do it. Um, and as long as we keep, we're wise enough to keep that trust with regulatory frameworks um, with responsible AIs by the companies, uh, I think kind of the, the sky is the limit. The, the creative influx that is going to, uh, to come out of this is amazing. And you started off the podcast episode by saying you're a sports fan. So from a sports fan perspective, where would you like to see this enveloped in the sports world? What would be your wow moment if you were to see this type of AI really being used in sports? Um, I, I think we should keep the, the line very, very um, kind of uh, clear between sports events where I don't want to, like in the events themselves, I don't want to see AI. I want to see the real thing and <laughs> the, the real, real deal, deal and, and fan engagement. So I think that in fan engagement, um, we're going to see loads and loads of applications that allow us as fans to interact with the, the teams that we follow, um, the brands that we, the sports brands that we that we love, um, and it can it can go both ways, right? It's interactive, so the the teams and the leagues themselves will use this technology to you know make a more um, personal, uh, localized content. But the fans themselves would be encouraged to use these types of tools in competitions and to engage with their teams and their stars. Um, if you will. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be exciting on both ends because you know everything nowadays is about getting the sports fans involved and letting them be all these processes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Asaf Cohen, VP of Sales at Bria, thank you for joining us for this episode. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks, Marav. It was fun. That wraps up this episode of The Mix Zone by Infront Lab. I'm Marav Severe. You can find me and the lab on LinkedIn. Don't hesitate to reach out and chat with our team about sports tech solutions or last night's game. Enjoyed the episode? Let us know your thoughts on the podcast and don't forget to rate us. We'll see you next time.